The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. While Jesus was standing beside the lake of Gennesaret, and the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, he saw two boats there at the shore of the lake. The fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. Jesus got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little way from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the crowds from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we have worked all night long, but have caught nothing. Yet if you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done this, they caught so many fish that their nets were beginning to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For Simon Peter and all who were with him were amazed at the catch of fish that they had taken. And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. Then Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on, you'll be catching people. When they had brought their boats to shore, they left everything and followed Jesus. This is the Gospel of the Lord. So this is the third homily of three in the message series I've been preaching called The Story of Your Life. And I've been sharing at the beginning of each of these uh, homilies, and if you've missed any, you can go to uh, the Chatham uh, Catholic uh, website, chathamcatholic.ca, and there's a link uh, if you want to catch up or if you miss some, or if you'd like to gently fall asleep in the evening, just put on the homily and you can drift away. At the beginnings of each of the, the homilies, I've been sharing either favorite movies or stories that uh, have entertained me or I've enjoyed favorites on my top 10 lists of things because we love stories. But I wanna share with you just a few stories that I think should be our favorites. And it's the stories of the lives of the saints. And that's important because they're real stories of showing how God's love can transform the world through you and through me. First one is a picture of St. Maximilian Kolbe, a Polish saint who during the Second World War in the Nazi concentration camp in Auschwitz was able and willing, he freely gave up his life for the life of another who ended up surviving the camp and the war. 
And Maximilian Kolbe, so, so much in love with Christ, was willing to give up his very life for the good news. He said, let us remember that love lives through sacrifice and is nourished by giving. Without sacrifice, there is no love. Now the lives of the saints, these beautiful stories of grace, of courage and of sacrifice, I think are the ultimate stories to inspire us in our lives to live that bigger story. You know, the saints recognized that their lives were not their own, but to be instruments of God's grace. St. Teresa of Calcutta, you know, one whom we know well, Mother Teresa, she said, I am a little pencil in the hand of a writing God who is sending a love letter to the world. Talk about her knowing that her story and her life is part of the bigger story of God's love. She's saying that she is a small pencil writing that story of God's love for her and the sisters and the inspiration she has given all of us to serve the poorest of the poor with great love. One of my new favorites who's going to become a saint, Blessed Carlo Acutis, was beatified in 2020. He died at 15 years old, died of cancer, and yet a very faithful young person. You know, he loved his friends, he loved his family. He brought his parents to church, not the other way around. And even in the most difficult time during his illness, remained faithful. And he said, to always be close to Jesus, that's my life plan. His story in this world, a very short one. And yet, even as a young person, he loved computer games, he was a computer programmer, he loved Christ above all, and he saw his life as a magnifying glass to show God's love in this world. And finally, Blessed Chiara Badano died in 1990, 19 years old, was beatified, named Blessed, in 2010. She was very uh, much involved in the Focolare movement. It's a lay movement, uh, lay Christian, lay Catholic movement of trying to unify Christians together to serve God and to serve those in need. She too died of cancer. And yet she knew her life and her story was part of a bigger story because no matter how difficult life was for her in her pain and her suffering, some, one of the challenges she had was of bone cancers, the struggles of pain and sufferings, the doctors were amazed because one of the doctors said that despite all the sufferings and all the challenges, she remained faithful, but she was not only faithful, but joyful. People who would come and visit her were looking to console her, but it turned out to be the other way around. She was consoling the people visiting her because she trusted in God. And she said, be happy because I am. And she said these words 
not when she was playing sports or own different things, on her deathbed. Be happy, I'm going to the kingdom. Be happy, God loves us. The saints and their stories, their faithfulness inspire us to live the story of our lives in God's bigger story of love in this world. A story and an experience that this world definitely needs to encounter. And so the story of your life, our story brings light to the story of God's love. This last homily kind of is going to take us to where we can live this out in Chatham and in the world. Quick little review of the fundamentals of uh, this uh, message series. The story of our lives is important and meaningful. We are not the central characters of the story. Let's remember that. The story is not about us. Our own story is not about us. It's about God. We can only understand our lives fully in light of God's bigger story. And again, the saints become models for that. In the second homily of this series, I talked about the fact that we don't do this alone and I compared kind of our mission and our story that we support each other. We're all living our own lives, but in the story of God's love to like an orchestra. I, of course, would be the person with the triangle in the back corner because I don't play any instruments very well. But the triangle, I think I'd be okay in. All of us have different roles, different gifts, different abilities. And yet when you put those all together, like in an orchestra, you hear this beautiful music. Or I compared it to a sports team. Everyone has their different roles. All necessary, all needed, so that they can achieve the goal, which is to win. So we are essential to God's story. We're also essential to, as we share and we live our stories together, inspiring, supporting, and guiding one another to the love of Christ. And so this homily number two reminders, the Holy Spirit draws us to Christ and one another in our story. That's the gift of the resurrection. Jesus gave us the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit binds all this together. We are different and vital parts of the one body of Christ and his story. In that second homily, the, the reading, the second reading was St. Paul's reading about we are many parts, but we're part of the one body of Christ, all the different talents and gifts. And our story includes actions of healing, truth, freedom, and joy for others. And the, the saints that I named at the beginning did all of that. That's the ingredients for our story. Healing, truth, freedom, and joy, not for ourselves, but for others. This last homily that brings this series together is all focused in on the gospel today. It's a very beautiful gospel, and I want to just take some quotes, and that, I think, helps us as we want to try to live our story to the fullest as God being the central figure, as he sends us out as missionaries. He sends us out to share God's love. And I think this gospel story will inspire our story. 
The first is, put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Jesus steps into Peter's boat, just like Christ steps into our lives and invites us to go out into the deep, to go beyond our comfort zone, to go beyond where we want to go, go out into the deep waters and follow Jesus. You know, for us, that might mean, do, you know, is trying to live the story of God's love in this world to go beyond the bare minimum, to go beyond where we think we should go, but to risk as a disciple. Whether that's entering into a ministry in, a, in the parish that you've never been a part of before, you know, getting out and encountering people, maybe you're not the, you know, a people person, but you're stepping out. We go out into the deep. The Lord will always ask us to risk and to trust in him. And when we do that, we learn various skills and abilities and things that we couldn't do alone, but with Christ, we can do anything. You know, where is the Lord calling each of us to go beyond our comfort zone, to go into those deep waters, to share our lives with others? Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. You know, Peter goes out and says, look, we were out fishing all night, but you say so, we're going to go and let down the nets. They let down the nets and they trust in Christ and they, the nets are full. Peter realizes who Jesus is. It's an epiphany moment for Peter. And his immediate reaction is, you know, get away from me, Lord. You don't know who I am. I'm sinful. I'm not worthy to be in this boat with you. I think all the saints in some way felt unworthy called by God to share and to live the good news. But Peter in this gospel reminds us to be humble, reminds us of being aware of who we are and who Christ is, but in that gift of Christ's presence in our boat, in our lives, he transforms us. You know, I think that humility that Peter had right from the beginning, Lord, are you sure you're asking me to do this? I'm not the smartest, I'm not the brightest, I'm a sinful person. And the Lord chooses him, because we know at the end. Now come and follow me. Well, we too, in our service, in our living God's story in our lives, need to be humble, need to be open, need to recognize that we need Christ's help to share that good news, to go out into those deep waters, to be able to stand up and proclaim God's love when it is most difficult and most challenging. Do not be afraid. From now on, you'll be catching people. Jesus says, I know who you are. I choose you. Go and proclaim the good news. And this is the heart of the mission. What, what does it mean to proclaim the good news? It means catching people. 
It means bringing people to the love of Christ in how we love, how we serve, how we sacrifice, how we forgive. That's the whole reason why we have our parish communities. That's why we have our family of parishes. So that when we come here to be nourished and fed, then we're sent out to bring people to Christ, to bring them to church. How many of us for this weekend invited people to come to Mass? How many this week, this past week, called someone up and said, you know, go to chathamcatholic.tv because the Mass is being streamed at 8 o'clock in the morning from St. Joseph's, at 9 o'clock in the morning from Blessed Sacrament, and soon also Saturday night Mass from Blessed Sacrament, every week. So those who can't come to Mass or those in the, because of the pandemic are staying home can be nourished and fed. How many this past week told everybody that uh, there's going to be a drive-through bake sale at St. Joseph's here? That might be an easier sell, right? Because the cookies are going to be awesome. Because you're going to say, come to church, Father John preaches a long homily. Our, our role and our mission going out into the deep is to bring others to Christ. And for us, it's bringing people to our community of faith. If we're not doing it, who is? We have the greatest gift of Christ, the risen Lord, in our lives. And this is where the risk in going out into the deep is inviting not only those who usually and regularly come to church, but those who have never come to church before. That's what it means to go out and catch people. And that's the mission and the story that we're called to live, which is challenging, which is at times difficult, but Jesus says, do not be afraid. If we're truly transformed by God's love and grace and light, we're going to want to share that joy with those around us and introduce people to the love of Christ. When they had brought their boats to shore, they left everything and followed Jesus. They left everything and followed Jesus. If we're going to live God's story and not our own, we have to leave aside our agendas, our expectations, our wants and needs lists, and let them go and say, God, what do you want me to do? Lord, where do you want me to go? What am I supposed to say? How am I supposed to love? I'm going to trust in you completely and live your story as my own. That's why I think the saints' stories are the best ones because they all did that to the best of their abilities and they were most fulfilled and made the most powerful impact in the world when they gave up their own uh, plans and ideas and control and said, Lord, I will follow you. And for us, that means, Lord, I'm a pencil. I'm an instrument for your grace and your love. I'm going to follow you wherever you ask me to go. In my family, in my work, 
in my connections with my parish community, what are the needs that are there to help make this world a better place? Not just in the things that I like to do, but in to embrace the places and opportunities that God wants before me. Because in humility and openness, the Lord uses us to share his light in the most powerful of ways that we become fulfilled. This one, while leaving everything, is placing God first and God at the center of our lives. So as I wrap up this homily, just a few questions that I will leave with you as an opportunity of reflection to, in a sense, where do we go from here? The first is, do I ask what God wants before making decisions in my life? Even each day. Lord, what do you want me to do today? Or when we're making decisions on things, on any things. Lord, what do you want me to do? Lord, what's your plan? What's this part of the story supposed to be about? Or do we just so often just say, this is good for me? As a faithful disciple, as a messenger of the good news, we ask first and foremost, what does God want? As a family of parishes, are we living five separate stories as a family of parishes? Now, this is a challenge for all the families of parishes in our diocese. Are we five separate communities, all vying for maintaining what we have or are we willing to let go of our own plans, our own expectations, and as God, God called us through Bishop Favreau to say, to work together as one community of faith, are we willing to adapt, modify, surrender, and embrace opportunities to live God's story and not our own? Are we being the lights to the world the way we're supposed to be? What is holding us back from being that today? And finally, what do we need to let go and embrace to make sure we are living as part of God's story in our own lives, in our families, in our parishes? Now, sometimes we hang on to things because we're used to it. You know, we've adapted to it, and yet, when we look at it, it doesn't really help us grow. It doesn't really help us share that good news that the Lord calls us to do. And there is a freedom of letting go, but it's also a challenge of embracing some new things. And yet, the Lord says, go out into the deep waters. Let down your nets for a catch. Now I'm sending you out to catch people that they may experience the story of God's love and salvation in all the world. So as we continue in our Mass today and celebrate this gift of the Eucharist, the Lord enters into our lives like he entered into the boat and says, come and follow me. Leave everything else behind and trust that I'm going to guide you to where you're supposed to be so that we can all proclaim God's love, God's peace, God's joy in this world. The story of our lives are most fully lived when we live God's story every day.